<laughs> All right, you ready to make the devil nervous? Yeah. Come on, get your Bibles out, the B-I-B-L-E. Wave it in the air if it's on your phone, your iPad, however. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I can have. I can have. What the Word of God. What the Word of God. Says I can have. Says I can have. I can do. I can do. What the Word of God. What the Word of God. Says I can do. Says I can do. And I am. And I am. What it says I am. What it says I am. Wow. Hello there. <laughs> is that really you, Kelly? Oh, my word. Kelly Martin is in the house. Whoop, whoop. I'm sorry. It's not Kelly Martin. Oh, so hard. Bad habits. Um, uh, well, she changed mom, her name. Mom Quest. Mom Quist. I said it right. Welcome. If you don't know Kelly, Kelly's been one of us. We sent her away as a missionary, and then she ended up getting married, and she lives in Oklahoma. But welcome home. This is home. Give Kelly, Kelly Mom Quist a hand. Woo! She had a little family thing she had to take care of. And while she gotcha. was here, stop by church. Gotcha. So you already awesome. knew that. Yeah. That caught me off guard. I'm like, wait, I think that's, I think that's Kelly. <laughs> well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you with thanksgiving, Lord, that you've saved us. You've delivered us. You've set us free. You've given us your word to, to live this life, to know how to live this life, how to be a follower of Jesus Christ, and to live effectively in a, in a lost world. So, Father, we just ask that today you would just bring revelation insight, not only to the life we get to live in Christ, but, Lord, how to share this life with others. So, Father, we just thank you for being here in our lives. In Jesus' name, everyone say it. Amen. 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 I got a question. Uh, We're going to be talking on how to share Jesus today. And uh, we just want to break it down, make it as simple as possible to, to help other people come to Christ. But just curious, um, how many here led themselves to Jesus Christ? You, by yourself, just had a, an epiphany and just went, oh, I need okay, Jesus. Okay, so there's a, there's a few. There's a few hands where happen. they can't. It does, they, happen. does happen. Yep, yeah. there's a few. So how many, somebody else presented the gospel to you? And that would be the majority of you. Um, Maybe some of you saw it. How many saw it on either like a social media or a TV or you saw the gospel presented that way? Wow. So the majority is saying, I found Jesus from somebody else. And that is what we want to share today, because I think sometimes we forget how powerful sharing Jesus really is. And um, media, you know, they're, I love media, and we want to leverage media for the gospel, of course. But a lot of times people hear or watch the a gospel presentation, and it's just kind of sitting there in, in this holding pattern until somebody comes up and says, hey, uh, have you accepted Jesus Christ? And then it's all, all of a sudden it's like begins to happen. Well, you know, I was watching, I was listening, and, um, and then the next thing, you're, you're stepping into it. So if you're watching us online now, we're really glad. And if you haven't accepted Jesus, today's your day. But we want to also teach you, if you're watching and you already are a believer, we're going to make things that seem complicated, scary, and all of that really simple, Right? Right. 
You know, I did not bring the book. Okay. All right. Never mind. I, I mean, wanted to recommend I mean, a book to you. We have we, the book. We do. Um, we are... We have ordered already in advance some books for you. Um, by next Sunday, they're arriving. And a lot of what we're teaching you is just laid out really simple in a book um, by Riley Stevenson. And uh, do, uh, over there, do you remember the name, How to, How to Reap? Am I saying it right? Um, right, Sharon, you're looking it up right now. Sharon, She's going to get back Sharon to me in just a second. Sharon connected us to uh, a great resource, and so a lot of what we're talking about today is from the gift that she has given to us, her and her husband. So I read this book, just an FYI, I read this book in literally two settings. It's 80 pages. I read it, and I'm not a fast reader, people, so if you're like, I can't read, stop it. (laughs) Anybody can read. You really can. And I read it in two settings. I just decided I need to read this in about 24 hours, and I did it. And I, I, I highly recommend you do read it fast so that it just gets into you really fast, and it, it, it's not complicated. So our first mission in life is to get right with God. Yeah. Our second mission, commission, is to help others get right with God. Yeah. There you go. Pretty simple. Pretty simple, but, right? But there's a lot of feelings that follow that. But when we come to Christ, we got to ask ourselves a question, are we ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, one person. Are you ashamed of the gospel? Are you ashamed of our salvation? So we of course might not. say I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but my question to you is how often do you actually share it? And I'm not talking in these walls. So here we go, Romans chapter 1. Let's go to verse 16. It says, I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. So, should we ever be ashamed of our salvation? Absolutely not, no. right? But you know, right? the devil, the devil's always trying to shame us. And he wants us to make us feel that we're off our rocker because we know Jesus Christ. Because he doesn't, he knows the power of salvation. And so he wants you and I to make us feel that we should be ashamed that we know Jesus Christ. When uh, our society is going completely the opposite direction of biblical moral values, we've been tended to look upon as archaic and old fashioned and don't have a clue. But the devil knows there's power in the Word of God, in the Bible, and so he just wants to shame us. But we need to rise up, and we have nothing, nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. So here uh, in the last, uh, I would say, two to three years, we've seen some tactics the enemy has kind of amped up his game. So do you think if he's amped up his game that maybe we can amp up ours? That's why we're doing what we're doing right now, because it's time to amp up our game. If the devil's going to do it, so can we. And, uh, you know, you've heard my husband say it before, but I'll say it. He says we're in, you know, we're all in football season right now. You know, if you watch football, you all know what the two-minute, last two minutes are like. So in 
Christianity in as far as the Bible goes, when you read the Bible, we're in the fourth quarter and we've had the two minute warning and we're in that two minute warning. So it is time for us to learn how to share Jesus and make it really simple. Because okay? the devil's trying to take all as many as he can. Why don't we bring as many into Christ as we can, right? John chapter 4, the Gospel of John chapter 4, verse 35. It says, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. I really believe this is our finest hour in world history as the church and body of Jesus Christ. There is more confusion, more hopelessness than any time. People have fear off the charts. And when we arrive into somebody's life and we have hope, we have joy, we have peace, we have confidence in what we believe and our future, that's attractive yes, yes. because there's so much of that lacking today. Yes. And because all these things are happening and we can present the gospel of Jesus Christ, the fruit is ready to be picked. How many, uh, if you either know them or you're surrounded by them or you see it in their faces, people who look like they have lost hope? Okay. So some of you look like you've, you're not around them, so you're not raising your hand. So you are around people that are just completely full of hope. Now, I know, trick question, right? I tricked y'all. But, but I think every one of us can see it on some people's faces. That's what I'm getting at. And so when you have the ingredient of some sacrificial love available to people, when you have available eternal truth, when you have available that they can be forgiven, and you have available that they can have hope again, do you think you might want to share that? I'm just saying, when you've got all that at your fingertips... Do you think you might want to share it to, to a, a world that really needs it? Amen? You know, uh, I love my sister in the Lord, Erin Francis. She's, she's one of those people who, uh, if you're not on your spiritual game, she will help you get on your spiritual game. You know, she is literally iron sharpens iron kind of a person. So, you know, and so she, when she's out, if you're ever out with Erin in public, She's just kind of constant. She might be talking to you and having a good time, but there's another conversation going on in her heart as she's looking to share Jesus with somebody else. And it's just, it's who she is. It's constant. She wants to lead other people to Jesus Christ. And so she said something to me that I want to share with you that I really believe is true. She said uh, somebody, I don't know, whatever, but she, she presented the gospel to somebody and and uh, they didn't, they just blew it off or whatever. But she just didn't dismiss it. She turned to me and she said, they want to be saved. They just don't know it yet. Yeah. And, you know, I thought of that in my own life before I was saved. And I am so thankful I'm saved now. But in that moment before I really surrendered my life to Christ, my heart yearn for it, but I was looking for happiness or fulfillment and other things. But when I came to Christ, 
can I get a witness? When you came to Christ, it was like, this is what I've been looking for. And, and that's where we're at with the world today. They want to be saved. They just don't know just where don't it know happens. Right. Romans chapter 13, verse 11. Here we go. This is all the more urgent. Everybody say urgent. Urgent. For you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up. For our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Verse 12. The night is almost gone, and the day of salvation will soon be here. Now, I want to go into some reasons why we don't share Jesus, okay? Number one reason, and I bet you probably would guess this one if I didn't tell you, fear. And we're like, oh, no, 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 they all have fear. No, if you want to be honest with yourself, why you don't share Jesus is fear. It's out of your comfort zone. And I've heard everything from, it's not my personality type. Oh, you can share Jesus because you are just, you know, friendly and outgoing. I'm, I'm an introvert. I mean, on and on and on. But when it boils down to it, and I, yes, I'm friendly. But do I have to deal with that ugly booger called fear? Yes. I have to deal with it just like you do. Oh, I might be friendly. I might be loving. I might give you a big hug. But do I still have to deal with that booger called fear? I sure do. I don't like walking up to a stranger any more than you do. I mean, let's be real. None of us like to walk up to a stranger. But the stranger, how, are they, how will they know unless we go? How will they know unless we tell? The enemy comes to... You know, we like our little comfort zone bubble. We walk around in. I like my bubble. And then we go out of our comfort bubble when we reach out to somebody. I was at the hardware store this week and uh, an opportunity to share Jesus with one of the workers. And, and uh, he goes, I, I am religious. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and he goes, I go, well, what is your religion football which is a great opportunity for me to share but at that moment you know I was fearful that I would reach out but once he said football game on <laughs> so it was like so when you stand before Jesus how's football going to save your soul Well, we got the conversation on the hardware things and everything. You know, went somewhere else. And so I'm checking out, and he came up to me, and he goes, I'm going to come to your church. You know, still didn't reel him in, but we're continually sowing seeds. And, you know, if, if you don't step out and say something, fear will keep us from doing our commission. Co-mission. Mission. You know, I know most of us always would say, I want to be in the will of God. How many would say, I want to be in the will of God? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So what is the will of God? Do you know it is the will of God that you share Jesus? It is the will of God that you share Jesus. 
And so 2 Peter chapter 3, here we go. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Do you know that your heavenly father, Jesus, is patient with many people out there? that you are supposed to witness to, you're supposed to share the love of Jesus. He's being patient, not only with them, but with you. Did you hear what I said? He's being patient, not only with them, but with you, because he's putting on your heart. You know that little thumping that goes on in here? Okay, let's be real. You know, okay, I'm talking to the ladies for a second. Ladies, you're getting your nails done, and all of a sudden you have that thumping, like the person right here you're supposed to say something to. You're supposed to share Jesus with this person, and your heart starts going like this. And you're like, oh, no, not today. I'm relaxing today. This is my checkout time. This is my not today, Lord. Oh, stink. Oh. Here we go. Hi. When you obey, you get energized because you've obeyed the Holy Spirit. When you reject the Holy Spirit, you get drained more. So many times, maybe I'm the only one, but many times I, I'm guilty of telling God I'm too tired. I need a break. I mean, has anybody else said that to God? I've done it on airplanes too. Has anybody done that on an airplane? Come on. Am I the only one? Wow. Where are you all? Did nobody travel? Okay, so I'm on an airplane, and it never fails. I'm, I'm beat tired. All I want to do is just take a little nappy poo with my little cozy blankie, and all of a sudden, boom, and I look over, and I'm like, oh, snap. Now I'm so tired, God. And all of a sudden, they're like, dee, 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 and I'm like, yeah, it's now. Okay, here we go. I've had the best conversations on airplanes because it's a captive audience. They're not going anywhere. They're not, they can't run away. Just saying. Okay, 2 Corinthians. Are we going to 2 Corinthians? Uh, And they always sit next to me, not you. Why is that? Strategic seating. (laughs) But aren't you glad God is patient? How many of you are stubborn? You did not, oh, that was a lot of you. You did not Whoa. come to Jesus on your first <laughs> opportunity. How many are stubborn and proud of it? <laughs> don't answer that. That's but, hilarious. I, I don't think I've seen so many hands. We have a church of stubborn people. Just as long as you're stubborn for the right things. <laughs> Let's be stubborn about the right things. How's I will that? not be moved. <laughs> wow. And don't be moved on Jesus. Hilarious. They but, never raised their hand for anything, but when it came to stubborn, they oh, were like, yeah. <laughs> But if, you know, just a little microcosm of our society is right here, and there's so many stubborn people in this building, do you think when we're out and we're sharing Jesus Christ with people, that stubborn, you're not going to talk me in, is this a sales pitch? You know, all the stuff that we go through. But, you know, the Bible says the gospel is a hammer. You just keep striking it until that hardened heart breaks and that soft heart is revealed for Jesus to enter into. And, you know, I certainly didn't go to, I didn't come to salvation the first time it was presented to me. How many times did it take you, Pastor Terry? 
You were stubborn. <laughs> was it years? It was years. Stubborn and rebellious. You know, and so sometimes we get a rejection, and that makes us feel bad. But you got to remember, they're not rejecting you or me. They're rejecting Jesus who's prompting us, who loves that individual. Give them one more shot. Give them one more chance. You know, and uh, I was really struggling with a person in my life, and, uh, and someone said to me, Greg, why are you so upset? I want him to get to know Jesus. And I'm like, God got a hold of you, didn't he? Yeah. You weren't looking for God when you got saved, were you? Hmm. Nope. Isn't it amazing how you got saved when you go back and think about your salvation experience? It's probably a miracle you got saved and a miracle you're even in this place on a Sunday morning. Because if you rewind back before Jesus, churches was not a part of your thinking process. But aren't you so glad you are? Aren't you so glad your life has been changed and forgiven and shame gone and God has built you up and encouraged you and loves you? Oh, what's that worth? What's that worth? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. See right there? It's wonderful. He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. Poke your neighbor. Say, you're Christ's ambassador. You're Christ's ambassador. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through who? Us. Us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Come back to God. That ought to be something that's just a part of you. You know, you know the spirit realm is real when you go share Jesus Christ with people. Because I want to take you to 2 Timothy chapter 1-7, very familiar scripture to us. And we need to remember this when we are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the spirit dimension becomes oh so real when we come. And fear rises up. And we need to recognize what it is. Have we been given authority over demonic spirits, evil? Absolutely. So when we go to share Jesus Christ, that fear that wasn't there until we, I need to share Jesus, boom, now it's gripping us. That's the time we need to take authority over the spirit realm. So 1 Timothy chapter 1-7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity i i gotta say the and there totally because there's so many people that are like well i'm shy i can't do that i'm timid i can't do that it says god has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity are you are you catching that so even though you may think your personality is timid god is saying no i'm not giving you that spirit you might have accepted that You might have said, that's who I am, but God's saying, I didn't give that to you. But what did he give you? 
power, love. Some, some say sound mind. I'm used to quoting sound mind. Self-discipline is the NLT. Sound mind, self-discipline go really hand in hand. So basically when the, fear, the spirit of fear comes upon you to paralyze your mouth, that's your cue. That's your cue. I'm not surrendering to fear. Fear get under my feet. And that must mean there's a battle going on for that person's soul. Bam. I mean, did you ever think about when you're having your own little mind game of, no, I'm, I'm too scared to do this, that their life might depend on it? You don't know what they're going, you don't know what they're doing. I'm talking strangers right now, okay? You don't know their health. You don't, do you know their health history? Do you know if they might have something terminal? Do you know that it's possible they, they could have a car accident that day? I mean, you don't know. So while you're having your little brain game here of I'm too shy, I'm too timid, I'm too scared, God is waiting on you because he's saying that isn't what I've given you. I've given you power. I've given you love. And I've given you a sound mind. Self-discipline to be able to do what I've called you to do. You need to know the scripture, Psalms 34, 4. You know, there's, there's an a, a anti-fear scripture for every day of the year. That's how much we deal with fear. It's a daily thing. And so the Lord's like, I'll take care of that. I'll give you a scripture for every day. There's 365 scriptures on fear. To not go to fear. Yeah. To not go to fear. Fear knots. Wow. A bunch of fear knots. A bunch of fear knots. So this is one wow. of them, and this is a really good one. And I want you to, to get a hold of this and uh, post it somewhere where you can see it. Put it on a card, write it down, highlight it. And it says, I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me and freed me from one of my fears. Nope. 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 Oh. Oh. Everybody say all. All. He freed me from all of my fears. How many just want to have confidence and boldness? Because that's what God's called us to be, mm-hmm. to just be confident in the love of God. How many are confident God loves you? Yeah. Well, if you didn't raise your hand, let me assure you, he loves you. And he loves the people, even the squirrely person that's driving you nuts. God loves them too. Okay, so what was the number one reason we don't share Jesus? Okay, and I'm going to give you number two. And then as soon as I say it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Number two, and it goes hand in hand, but number two is excuses. One of my favorite words is excusology. Doesn't that sound sophisticated? Excusology. The study of excuses. The study of excuses. So you can use them when you need them. So here's a question. Is salvation important? Does it matter to a lost person, Jesus? Yes, yes. So is it possible we should realize when we're dealing with excuses and just call it what it is? Sometimes we got to do that to ourselves. Just call it what it is. Well, it's not my personality to share. I'm, a, I'm an introvert. It's somebody else. Somebody else. Well, we pay tithes so you can witness. <laughs> That's your job, not mine. You're the pastor. Come on. <laughs> it's your job. 
Not mine. But we can come up with excuses, you know. I don't feel like it. I don't about, know them. How about, I'm too busy. I could raise my hand on that one. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. But we could all say, I'm too busy. I'm on my way somewhere. Here's the thing that, that I heard, and I, and because I've, I've, I've done that a few times. I'm too busy. And God just dropped in my heart. We all ha- you, everyone has the same 24 hours. You choose what you do in that 24 hours. What is your priority? Okay, God. I get it. I mean, seriously. Because I've, I've made excuses for things like sharing Jesus, too. I got to get here, 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 here. Well, is it possible we might even, I might even set my schedule too busy? We all have the same 24 hours. So if I'm too busy to share Jesus, then I'm too busy. We make time for what we want to do. You know, it's. I stepped on my own toes there. So if that stepped on your toes, you're in good company. Mine are hurting right now, too. One of the excuses that, that uh, we use is um, you need to be led. And you do need to be led. But you just need to be led all the time to share Jesus Christ. Because we don't, the whole, we already have established it's God's will to share Jesus. Yeah, it's not so a. So it's a myth. It, okay, here's what it is. There you go. It's I'm a just going to say it. Bust it. It's, it's, a, oh, it's an excuse, and it's our way of being spiritual. Well, I wasn't led to share Jesus. You're trying to spiritualize your own excuse or your own fear. Let's be real. Let's be real. Quit trying to spiritualize things. Well, when I'm led to do it, I'll do it. If Jesus walked around saying, well, if I feel led to die on the cross, I'll do it. No. He said, submit, body. Do the will of the Father. Sometimes you... The good news is you've all raised your hand that you're all stubborn and bold. That's the good news. So you could be stubborn and bold with yourself and say, no, that's an excuse. The will of the Father is to share Jesus. So I don't have to be led to, to share. Are you following me? Right before Jesus went to heaven, he was talking to the disciples and talking to us in Acts chapter 1-8. And he's, he said something that's, you know, really impacting. He said, you shall be witnesses. He didn't give them an option. You're going to do this. And really, he's saying that to us today. And how much more urgent is his cry for other souls? Jesus isn't coming back. He's not resurrecting John the Baptist. He's called you and me for such a time as this to share his love with a hurting and lost world, and might I add, confused world, that doesn't know where truth can be found. And here we get to live in the richness of truth every day. Just so that no one could cut and splice what you said, Jesus is coming back, but he's not coming back to die on a cross again. (laughs) That's right. You never know. Some people want to cut and splice people and take a phrase and take it out of context. So, made sure that was... <laughs> Thank you. He is coming back. Another excuse besides being led is, it's not my spiritual gift. I don't even know if that's listed in spiritual it's gifts. 
But he called us all to be part of the harvest of souls, every one of us. So you can just slap your neighbor and just go, that's you. And it always on, feels good. On, and it on. always feels good to, to put Find it on somebody, somebody else. You and say, that's you. That's you. That's you. <laughs> so we all know we're supposed to be planting, watering, sowing. But it also includes harvesting, reaping, you know, sharing a good word, absolutely. But it's also, you know, bringing people to a point of decision. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You don't mind a lot of scripture, do you? Okay, good. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. See, he's not even asking you to share a gloom and doom message. He's asking you to share a wonderful message of reconciliation. You are actually being called to share good news. I don't know about you, but there's not too many people who don't like good news. And when I share Jesus with somebody who rejects it, I walk away befuddled. Like, seriously? Why would you reject such great news? That somebody loves you? That somebody died for you? That somebody wants to forgive you for everything you've ever done wrong? I mean, really, when you think about it, it is amazing news that we are being called to share. Wow. It's a wonderful message of reconciliation. And the last one that we got is, I don't feel like it, you know, and... Okay, I'm, I've... We all, doesn't everybody in this room at feelings, times not feel like it? Nothing I mean, if you can't raise your hand on that one, yeah, I think you're lying. That's, I mean, it's just real. And here's the slap in the face to all of us, that if you know Jesus if you're saved and you know Jesus Christ, you're ready. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. We just need to go. Just need to go do it. So how to win a soul. Okay, let's make this really easy for him. Okay. Okay, here we go. Cameras, are you ready? Here we go. I'm just doing my own thing, and I'm just la, 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 la. You're going to win me, or do you want me to win you? I'm going to win you. Okay. I what are you it. doing? I need, uh, I'm sinning. I don't know. No. Okay. <laughs> How about well yeah you're you're at you're at Starbucks and you're drinking your coffee and you're you're on your iPad and where is your phone you need a phone because everybody's fine. always on their phone it's fine. It's got So I'm at Starbucks la 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 I get my drink and voila voila I got my Starbucks too Hi I'm Starlene. What is your name? Well, hello. My name is Greg. You live in the area? Actually, I do. Oh, awesome. Do you go to church anywhere? Church? Um, no. Really? Oh, well, I want to tell you about some, some um, uh, amazing things as far as Scripture. You know, Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. And then if you keep going in chapter 10, verse 13, it says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And so would you like to repeat? Let's repeat. Let's repeat a prayer with me. Are you ready? 
yeah, I didn't ask you any questions about that, but you're, you're good. So normally, he's, he's already catching me on something, but normally a good question. There's two really good questions. Are you ready for two really good questions? The first one is, um, I'm, I'm going to the second one. What's the first one? If you, if you had to stand before, why would God allow you into heaven? Yeah, see, you went to the second question, too. Oh. Why would he allow you in? That's the second one. Well, let's... Now I'm befuddled. I need Sharon, Shannon to come on up here. Yeah, if you were to die today, thank you. Thank you. you. Winner, 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 winner. Thank you, Mike. If you were to die today, do you know where you would go? Um, I don't know. With my friends, I don't know, somewhere. Somewhere? Well, if you're to stand before God and he says, How, why should I let you into heaven, what do you think he'd say? Come on in. So, now I'm going to repeat the three scriptures, Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23, and Romans 10.13. If you can't quote them, you can, you can whip out a Bible. You can whip out your phone. I don't care. And then, would you pray? No, I'm not even going to ask you. Pray, pray this after me. Heavenly oh, Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you. I thank you. For who you are. For who you are. What you've done. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm praying right now. But I lead them in basically a three-sentence, I thank you that you died on the cross for me and that you rose again. You did it for me, and I want you to live in my life. I accept you, Jesus, and, and amen. It's really that simple. Now, there's, what were the two questions again, since we befuddled it? Number one, if you were to die, where are you going? That's the bottom line. If you were to die today, where are you going? And number two? Why wouldn't he let you in? Why is he going to let you in? Now, there's a variety of things people are going to tell you. So, for instance, they might, they might even say, I'm going to hell. I mean, people say that. I know where I'm going. How many have heard this one? I'm going to hell because that's where all my friends are going. Come on. I'm not the only one who people have said that to me. I, I want to go to hell because that's where all my friends are. Don't even let it go. Just let it wash off your back and just begin to give them, well, Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. And, you know, if people even say that they have a church they go to, then you can just go, well, on a scale of one to five, how hot is your relationship with the Lord? Uh, Five being hot. Yeah. One being not so hot. Do you see what we're saying? Because many times I think some of us get scared away thinking, oh, they're already a Christian. I'm backing off. I'm backing off. And they may be the most lukewarm Christian out there. Are you following me? They haven't, they haven't darkened the doors of a church in years. They don't talk to God. They don't read the Bible. Are you following me? But they might say, I'm a Christian. Or I go to church. Or I go to church. Which... Doesn't, doesn't mean a lot. always mean anything. How many, before you were saved, you actually went to church? That's quite a few of you. So just because you go to church doesn't mean you're going to heaven. Am I right? That's a revelation to some people. They can go to church, but it doesn't mean they're going to heaven. You can watch the message online right now, but that doesn't mean you're going to heaven. You might be watching me right now and going, wow, those are two really tough questions. Why should God let you into heaven? 
Is it because of good works? How many have heard that one before? Oh, that's a good one. I am a good person. I mean, I'm just saying, when I was a kid, I probably could have pulled that one. I'm a rule follower. I followed the rules. I did what I was supposed to do. But does that mean I'm going to heaven? No. I was respectful to my parents. I did what they told me to do. I didn't back talk. But that's not getting me to heaven. Are you following me? So presenting the Romans 3.23 and 6.23 and 10.13 is basically laying that out. And then just lead them in a simple prayer. You know, I can't count how many people have told me, I can't, I can't lead someone to Christ because I don't know the right prayer. Like it's a, it's a secret formula. I'm just telling you right now, there's no secret formula. It's called you believe that Jesus died and rose again. And you receive him into your life and into your heart. And you say, God, I need you. I surrender it all to you. I invite you to be front and center. That's it. And then you begin to walk this journey with Christ, taking the old things you did and going, okay, God, it's time for me to learn. It's time for me to grow. It's time for me to understand what you want me to do. And you learn and you grow and you stretch. And pretty soon, you can't help yourself but share Jesus because you're so excited about what he's done for you. So good. We want to uh, continue this conversation and have some opportunities where we go out as a church and we go out and share Jesus Christ. So we're not done with this, but we want to encourage us that we are called to win souls. And we hope that we will take this mandate that Christ has left us seriously, that we will realize We've not only just been saved just for ourselves, but we've been saved to help other people get saved, to help other people learn about salvation in Jesus Christ and start their journey, their walk with Christ. I'm forever grateful, eternally grateful, that I have the privilege to know the creator of the universe, and he knows me. And it's, it's my job to take it personal. And sometimes i got to repent because I've missed opportunities or I've made excuses. But, you know, when we're seeing the state of the world and people's souls, it is more than time to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people. I just uh, want to leave you with this, and that is the what-ifs. And because the what-ifs happen. When you, um, because I, I want you to know that, because I believe some of you this week are going to be sharing Jesus. And the what ifs are, what if, what if they won't pray with me? What if they reject me? Then you're polite to them. And you say, God bless you. Don't argue with people. Don't debate people. Our society has enough arguing and debating. They're done with it. Don't argue it. You don't need to argue about Jesus. You're polite. You're kind. And you, you say, God bless you. And you move on. But what you have done is sown a seed if they reject it and they won't pray with you. You've sown a seed for them to remember. Man, I remember, remember that time God stopped somebody and had them talk to me. 
And it'll make them think. I, I guarantee you when they lay in bed in the quiet of their night, they're going to remember that stranger who stopped to tell them about Jesus. I want to I play the video. Jo- okay. Joe, could you get that queued up? I have a video, and it's a little graphic, so I'm just going to put this out there for parents. If uh, There's no blood. There's no blood, but it is, it'll touch your heart, and, uh, and it, you might feel bad about a buffalo getting attacked. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about the story. Um, there's buffaloes in Africa, and the lions come and attack this innocent buffalo. And it's not going well. And so finally another group of buffalo come and they shoo off the lions that are attacking this one singled out buffalo. And I want to share it because it it touches your heart to realize what's going on in the spirit world. The buffaloes represent all of us, all of us as people, as humans that Jesus Christ has died for. And the lions who come to attack represent demonic forces trying to steal someone's soul. But it's our job to be rescuers. It's our job. And so as we share this video, I just kind of want that in your, your mind as you see it. And then we'll come back and close the service. So can you just see the spiritual warfare going on in that? And you know, that represents you and I. We're, we're called to be bold and strong and to fight off the forces of evil. And you can just see how the enemy has just hurt people's lives. Oh, the great rewards that await us to save a soul. 
Would you all just stand? If you're here today or watching online and Jesus has not been in your heart or you've just let worldliness in, get involved, and you've backed away from living your life for Jesus Christ. Today's the day to receive salvation, to ask Him into your heart for the first time or to renew your life in Christ. And I just want to count to three, and on three, if you're in this place, just raise your hand and just pray the prayer that Pastor Sterling is going to lead us all in. But today is another opportunity to get right with God, both now and for all eternity. One, Jesus loves you. He has not given up on you. Two, there's no better time than the present. Three, raise your hand, whether here or online. Yes, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Church, would you all pray this after me? Those watching or hearing my voice, Right now online, would you pray this prayer after me? Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you. I thank you. For the blood of Jesus. For the blood of Jesus. That forgives me. That forgives me. From all. From all. My sin. My sin. I thank you. I thank you. For your death. For your death. Your burial. Your burial. And your resurrection. And your resurrection. So that I. So that I. Can have eternal life. Can have eternal life. So that life. I. So that I. Am free. Am free. I thank you. I thank you. You're number one. You're number one. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.